hip-hop gangster rap rap song hip-hop hip-hop this is music hip-hop i am rapping i want to get y'all take on how y'all feel about my generation today and where we had as far as music run entertainment presents the hip-hop round What's up, everybody? I'm Trey Alessio, the Don of Entertainment from Are You Entertained? Uh, I'm here with Nick Boshenik. I, I say that right, right? Am I, am I saying your uh, name right? Close, man. Very close. What, what is Boshanic. it? Boshanic. Boshanic. God bless. Yeah, my, yeah. my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> we're, here, we're here with Nick hey, from... Everybody gets it wrong. <laughs> it's all good. All right, cool. Well, I'm here with Nick from Back to Back Hip Hop. Uh, this is the Hip Hop Roundtable. Uh, excited to finally get Nick on and allow him to express his hip-hop opinions. Uh, this is something we're passionate about. We're uh, partnering with Back to Back and True 2. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to Isaac's uh, takes on some of the raps, rap game, but uh, we're excited to have both these guys on this podcast. Hopefully we can all get together one, during one time and have a little roundtable. That'd be really cool, but um, it's kind of hard to get uh, five people, four people uh, all together at once um, and coordinate the schedules, but we're, we're making do. Um, so, so Nick, let me ask you uh, one, one question, well, a few questions I like to ask people when they first come on the podcast. So I like to ask them what their favorite album, we're going to stick to rap of all time on this podcast, favorite album, favorite artist, uh, you can do favorite current song and then maybe a toughie give me a, a, a top five all time just just to give people a little, a little background for you it's like the end all be all questions right there aren't they I know right um, favorite rap album I would have said maybe a year ago My Beautiful Dark Sister Fantasy but I don't know lately I've been you know thinking Good Kid Mad City would be my favorite as okay. of right now Okay. And then favorite artist, kind of the same logic. Uh, used to be Kanye, but uh, after what he's been through the past year and the music's kind of, you know, taking a slight tumble, I'd say Kendrick is my favorite artist right now. Okay. And then favorite current song? <laughs> Trying to say all of Dan. Is that, is that possible? That's fair. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, top five rappers is that my personal favorite top five or just who I think top five uh, I don't care whatever I'm just trying to give a little <laughs> background for like so when we mark something great you know something like that we have a little background you know what I mean so um, yeah it's up to you up to your discretion <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, let's go let's just do all time I'd say 3k Jay-Z, Nas, Tupac, and uh, Kendrick, yeah. Okay. And then it may be, uh, that's tough, too. <laughs> I'm ready to put Kendrick in the uh, top five, too, so you're good there. Are we ready to say top three for Kendrick? Ooh. I'm ready to say maybe even, I'm ready to say number one, but. Wow. All right. <laughs> that might be a hot take, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, <laughs> If he died right now, think about it. Would we say he's the greatest? Let me let me pose yeah. this to you. Name me a bad song that he, a, a bad verse that he's put out. I, I can think of only one. I 
can't think of any. Maybe I'm missing your one. What is it? So, do you remember the song he did uh, on Mike Will Made It song with Lil Wayne called, I think it's By the World? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, the I'm only one I can song. think of that I didn't really like that much. But other than that, every song, every verse, he just murders it. So. I mean, yeah, you, you feel the passion. I mean, the talent's there. The energy is just... I feel like he just crafted that verse in like 30 seconds because he's just busy, you know. Probably. Or whatever, but... Probably. I don't... Ah, man. You're <laughs> right, man. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Now that you said it. <laughs> what about you? What's your... Uh, what's your... Uh, my my album, artist, song, top five? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So... My album, this is kind of tough. I would have said to Pimp a Butterfly, uh, Damn is making its way to maybe tying that. But to Pimp a Butterfly is my all-time favorite just because I love the storytelling. Um, I love the emotion and how dark it is and the emotion it brings us in the end. Um, So to Pimp a Butterfly is still going to be my favorite album of all time. Favorite artist, um, all-time Eminem, currently Logic, um, current song. I don't know. I, I think I said DNA on the last hip hop roundtable. I'll, th- I'll probably stick with that one. Uh, oh, it's gotta be DNA. Yeah, that's just a banger. <laughs> it's just good. awesome. Uh, top five. I will go in really no order. I'll just I'll just kind of reel them off and you know. So Eminem, Tupac, Biggie, Jay Z, and then. You know, I, I I toy around with like Andre 3K, Nas, but then I'm also ready to put like Kendrick in there too. So the the right. number five spot is a tie for those three guys. So um, so there's that. Um, another question that I like to kind of start off with with new people on the podcast: um, when you're marking an album great, when you put your stamp on it that it's a great album, what 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 makes it great for you? Um, like, ju- just so when we're reviewing albums, we're gonna review uh, "Damn" and "Everybody" today. Uh, when you mark an album great, what do you look for in that album? Oh man, great question. Um, I'd say the first thing that comes to mind is definitely authenticity. If you can be unique and then sound good as well, I mean, I'm already gonna you know listen to the album repeatedly, but in terms of rap, also you have to have, you know, great rhyming. Can't be a little oozy out here and not rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> you have, to have great storytelling. Uh, Your boy really Andy might be pissed comment. at that comment. <laughs> I, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great storytelling, great rhyming. I mean, just making your album visceral and, you know, cerebral. Uh, really just making it unique is my biggest thing. Like, all of Kendrick's albums are unique. They're different from the last in the most drastic way. That's what I love about him. Mm-hmm. And J. Cole, is, his storytelling, you know, his relatability, his personability, is, it's all there. That's why I love him. And then same with Logic. You always get the same. You always get the great production. You always get the charisma. You always know it's his album. It's very unique to himself. Yeah. Even though he's a very, you know, contemporary artist, he's still, you know, it's a Logic album. Even though he kind of, you know, not borrows, but 
is influenced by his contemporaries. For sure. But uh, yeah, that's a great question, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a it's a loaded question for sure. But uh, um, <laughs> going for days about that one. I would just add. To, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. For me personally, I it comes down to the storytelling, and I I like to be emotionally vested in an album like I want it, I want to be moved by an album so when I think back to, to Pimp a Butterfly um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption I've said this multiple time on across both of our podcasts on our uh, under our brand but uh, I feel like when I first heard to Pimp a Butterfly it made me feel the same way I felt when I first watched Shawshank Redemption in that there there is hope out there um, I just I, I keep pointing at the word hope when I think of both of those things, and when I mark an album great, I just I like to be, I like to learn something, I like to be told a story, and I like to be emotionally attached. So that that's just my take on the whole great album stamp. But um, yeah. So oh, I like that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Thank if, you. If you're not emotionally attached, you're not going to, you know, go back to it. You're not going to fully divest, like, more time into it. So Exactly. It's not sense. It's not a future Migos, Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi Vert album. <laughs> I'm name-dropping, baby. I'm throwing shots. Hey, no, no, no. Migos are okay, but everybody else. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. They make fun music. Yeah, I'll give them that. Of our generation with Quavo. I mean. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that one. Um, all right, well, we have a ton to talk about, a ton to break down, so let's hop right into it. Um, so we're gonna. I want to lead with Logic's album just because it dropped the most recent. Uh, it came out yesterday. Um, I will first. I want to just address that I am a diehard Logic fan. Um, I, I feel. I don't want to say. Like I, I feel like I, I don't want to say I found him, but I feel very attached as a fan to him because I remember in high school I literally was just scrolling along on Hot New Hip Hop, and I randomly came across the mixtape with the the Young Sinatra just picture on it, clicked on it, and uh, I, I I think it was um, uh, the one with Inception. Um, Undeniable, undeniable, and I I just loved it from the jump. Um, I went back and downloaded his other mixtapes um, when he dropped Under Pressure, when he dropped The Incredible True Story. I was already a big fan at that point, um, and so I want to get that out of the way to show that I'm partly biased, but in this capacity, I will try and be... <laughs> As, as critical as I can be, and I will be, you're going to be probably surprised at some of my thoughts on this, but um, I just want to get that out of the way that I'm a huge Logic fan. Um, I this, this shows how much of a degenerate Logic fan I am. I uh, bought my, I bought my uh, hardcover booklet, 44-page booklet version of the album, in, and I'm waiting for it in the mail, but I couldn't wait. Uh, I couldn't wait, so I downloaded the digital deluxe version and got the documentary too. So I'm gonna have it on my phone and the CD. So that just shows you how much of a, a Logic fan I am. But um, I wanted yeah, to get that out of the way, man. just so people don't throw shade and be like, "Oh, he's such a homer!" Oh my God. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll get into it now. Um, so just tell me, tell me your initial thoughts after this album. Maybe did you have a, a favorite song? 
song, a favorite feature, a favorite production after uh, just one listen? that oh, intro was with uh you know the just open your mind open your mind i i was i so i work at i work at five in the morning i literally downloaded it in the morning and when i first heard that i was literally dancing up and down like i was jumping i, I it was just amazing i i loved it so much that that intro and then the guitar kind of on the outro of the intro um Mm-hmm. Love that, love that. Um, my favorite songs. I love low key love Killing Spree. I don't know that just that one gets me going. Um, I think it has a good message with the whole social media and the living life through a cell phone type message. Um, I think that's important. Um, I really I love Africarian for what it stands for. Um, it's hard after it's hard listening, you know, two or three times and then picking a song because this is an album just after a couple listens that really grows on you. Um, so it's kind of tough to pick a favorite song, favorite feature. I love the features on uh, the National Suicide Prevention. I love, I, I just something about Alessia Cara. I think is perfect for that song. Um, no, no, she said that perfectly. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And uh, the dude on Black Spider-Man is it Damien uh, Hudson? I think his name is. He, I don't know. I didn't know who that was before this, but he can hit the vocals, man. And yeah, it, it was it was insane. Um, I I think I think we could probably narrow down one feature that was our favorite, but I I will wait. Cause we, I, I, I want to think of anything. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I, uh, I want to break that down a little further. But uh, let's get into the story aspect a little bit. So initially on that first song, uh, Hallelujah, um, there's a, and this is the one thing about Logic that I personally think makes him so great and hit what he'll be remembered for. He literally hires people to be actors and voice characters on the album it's very a cinematic an audio cinematic experience and i think that is just 
really cool in a day and age when you know an album, a story, kind of doesn't really matter in the you know to a lot of mainstream artists. But um, so anyway, there is a character named Adam, and I don't know if you know, but it's it's spelled like A T O M, kind of representing that it is it makes up all of us. Um, but then again, I think it also I think it also represents Adam as in Adam and Eve. So there's uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of parallels there, I think. Um, but initially, he dies in a car crash in the first song, and he he is met by God, who is played by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Adam is played by Big Vaughn. I believe he's a a, a radio personality per, personality out of the Bay. Maybe do you know that for a fact? I do not. Okay. I'm going to rely on you for that one. Yeah, yeah. I think that's correct. Uh, do some fact-checking uh, for the listeners. But, um, um, yeah, so Adam dies. He goes to what God calls the waiting room. And then the story kind of progresses from there. Logic wraps from a lot of different perspectives. And it kind of all it all accumulates to one big story. Personally, I think it's it's... I don't want to say it's climaxed at uh, Waiting Room, but I think we get a, the full picture on Waiting Room, the skit. Um, so I, I guess my question to you is, do you think this this story was set up in a, in a way that was perfect for Logic to execute? Um, do you like the story? Do you like the skits? Do you like the characters? What, what are your thoughts on that? I actually thought this was his, like, I mean, every album has, you know, skits and kind of, you know, it kind of uh, carries out throughout the album. But I like the structure of this the most because in the last album, Incredible uh, True Story, I like the skits, but it was kind of annoying how some of them were at the end of songs. So I was like, all right, I just want them as their own songs. So yeah. I'd like, you know, down the line. But I like how we set this one up where obviously the first song had it at the end, but the waiting room was like kind of the key of the album. Yeah, and that was its own kind of track because it kind of you know it kind of helps it stand out and shows the importance of that track. But I really like the uh, the storytelling. Like you said, it's, uh, Logic's albums are always cinematic. That's what I usually look forward to from him because I mean, music is becoming more of an experience than actual just music itself. With uh, you know Kendrick, for example, is a great example, or Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. Yeah, I mean, I love the skits. Like the most memorable part of the uh, one of the most memorable parts of the album is she listens. He's uh, asking about his wife and kids. Yeah, and he's like, "What about Vanessa?" <laughs> and the other guy stops him. He's like, "Oh, she actually cheated on you." He's like, "The bitch said what?" <laughs> he totally just, he totally just changed. So that that shit was so funny. Yeah, that, that was, that that was that. hilarious. That was good. Oh man. Um. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So let me give you my takes on the skits, my initial thoughts, mm-hmm. and you might be a little surprised here. So I'm not going to lie. The, so the, the opening skit I had no problem with. Um, when I first heard The Waiting Room, and even Andy will tell you, I was texting back and forth with him. I don't know. It just kind of it rubbed me the wrong way the, all, after the first listen. And I don't know. It was because – so basically the story goes, Adam dies, goes to The Waiting Room, talks to God, and then on The Waiting Room, God talks about how um, the you get reincarnated and 
um, basically after he once he has walked in the shoes of every color, creed, race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, then he therefore becomes a god or he doesn't become a god, but then he could be chosen to become a god. Um, you know, when I first heard that, I that is not something that I really believe in. But I will say this: after I've I've listened to it, I think three times now, the whole album, and. I will say this, I can appreciate and I can open my mind like the first song says, the storytelling, and I can appreciate the the message that Logic is trying to to say. And even even if I don't fully believe it, I'm I still appreciate it and I can I can understand it and listen to it. Um, it, it I, I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way the first time I listened to it, but the more and more I listen to it, the more the more special vibe I get from this album. Um, I just I don't know. It, do you think I'm I'm wrong in that regard for maybe it rubbing me the wrong way, or what are your thoughts there? No, well, I'm actually I'm actually with you. I'm glad we like dove deeper in the waiting room because. Um, I like the idea that he had, like, the reincarnation and you lived through different perspectives, but I don't know. There's, like, so many plot holes in making, putting what he said on the album, saying that you're every person. I I just, I know it's, like, his belief, and I'm definitely okay with that. I mean, he could be right. I could be wrong for all we know, but uh, I just, I don't know. When he said... He was Jesus and his disciples as well as Hitler and people he killed. I'm like, ah, that yeah. doesn't make sense at all. See, yeah, exactly. Like that's album itself. I agree. See, that's what kind I think kind of... Discredited what he said before. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, I, I get where he's trying to go because he wants this album to represent everybody. And the only way he can do that is to kind of mesh all religions. Um but I don't know. That it just personally goes against what I believe, and you know what? Like I said, I'm okay, and I'm willing to open up my mind to new things. And even if I don't believe in it, I can appreciate it, and that's how I feel about it. Um, but like you said, I think you can possibly poke some plot holes in his storyline. But um, I can still appreciate where he's going and the story he's trying to tell. Are you in the same boat, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had me until the half end of that song, and yeah. I was like, all right, this kind of, like, he's usually really good at, uh, you know, script writing and storytelling, which kind of disappointed me that he went in that specific direction. I wish he would have just, like I said before, I'm okay with the whole reincarnation thing, like, it's just a, a movie at the end of the day, like, he may not even believe in that personally, Yeah, he just liked the idea of it, maybe, mm-hmm. but, I don't know, to say that this guy is every single person. I mean, it kind of makes sense because he said time is irrelevant, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's, you can't, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely weird. It's too deep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's deep. I, I So the thing that kind of, I don't want to say gave me goosebumps, but the thing that I liked that he said, uh, that God said to Adam, he's like, um, 
when you kill or you make an act, act of kindness, you're doing that to yourself. I, I, I like that, but at the same time, I didn't like the whole fact. I think the thing that turned me off the most on that skit was the fact that he could himself become a god. I just think, I don't know, that was weird to me. Yeah, that's the, that's the kicker right there, isn't it? Like, I understand, like, you need to get every perspective to truly understand everybody, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely okay with that. But to say that you elevate to a god, I would have been okay, like an angel or some, you know, something similar along those lines. But to say that he's Jesus as well as other people, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was That's definitely just, weird. It's a lot to take in, um, and like I said, he identifies a Christian. Logic himself does he identify as a Christian? Uh, see, I don't even know. I I would assume so, but I don't know for sure. Okay. But who knows? I mean, it's hard to it's it's hard to really break this down after one day. Um, I'm sure we'll pick up on a lot of things, but um, you know, after a few listens, that's what we get. Um, so so yeah, I mean. So moving forward from the waiting room, like I said, Logic raps from a lot of different perspectives. I know he raps from like kind of a gangster drug dealer type character to a single mom to a he even raps from his own perspective. Just that some he dives into kind of, I want to say the J Cole aspect on For Your Eyes Only, where we don't really know. The good thing what Logic did is he uh, annotated every single song on. Uh, genius, which is very, very helpful, and I can't wait to get this uh, this 44-page booklet because I think he said there's a mission statement for every song, so that'll be kind of cool to see. But um, so I guess let's let's move on to maybe the big big thing that we wanted to talk about uh, with the feature. Um, so. On the last song, Africarian, and I have to say this, I think I may have called this. <laughs> uh, but oh, I have the I have the transcripts, man. You called it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> so, what were your initial reactions when you heard J Cole come out on the outro of Africarian? Well, honestly, I woke up on I think it was yeah yesterday, and <laughs> I get you know Twitter notifications from back to back on my phone and. Obviously, Andy was all over it, uh-huh. as he should be. And he tweeted about the Cole feature at the end, and he's like, only Cole could uh, be allowed to take Logic's last three minutes of the album, so kind of, you know, spoiled it for me. But I like I like the way he did it, though. I really like the way, like, how he kind of picked up from the last album's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, story. Yeah. Where they land on the, uh, uh, whatever. Paradise. I yeah. I forget. Paradise, yeah. And, uh... And, uh, sorry. Um, You're good. Yeah, and it kind of picks up where J. Cole is transitioning to the next album, but I saw a tweet that kind of summed it up perfectly, and it was like, why, why is J. Cole rapping like he's reading off notes on his iPhone? True. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was hilarious, but I like the style. I like J. Cole's verses, obviously, you know, impeccable, because it's been on fire only. Yeah. Uh, you know, the jazzy vibes, the very, like, sullen, even somber, you know, mood, mm-hmm. very introspective, you know, personal reflective uh, storytelling. But, I mean, only J. Cole can finish out an album like that on somebody else's album. So yeah, for I, sure. I loved it. I'm, 
<laughs> For sure. So that leads but, uh, me. That leads, and I love the J Cole feature. Um, so I told a story on the last hip hop roundtable podcast that we had uh, before the album came out. I I had a hunch because I was trying to decipher the album cover, and obviously on the deluxe version, J Cole is painted on there. And uh, I searched J Cole on my Genius app on my phone, and. Africarian, the song popped up when I searched J. Cole, had an asterisk by it. I clicked on it and it said lyrics to be posted on May 5th. So I had a hunch that J. Cole was going to be on this song. Um, so I had a hunch. I tweeted out I, I tweeted out some screenshots on Are You Entertained? And uh, I got a few replies and some people liked it and retweeted it, which was really cool. Uh, one guy, he commented and said when you pre-ordered it, he clicked get info and he scrolled down to Africarian and he thought that J. Cole was just going to be a producer. I, I, I don't know. I held out and I, I just had a hunch that he was going to be a feature. And so when I first heard this, uh, J. Culver's, I was so happy, Part, partly because I was right, partly because J. Cole finished off the song. Um, it was great. I loved how it was set up, like you said, with... Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, with Thalia and Kai and Thomas, the characters from The Incredible True Story, and how uh, they say we're about to queue up the fourth album, and then technically, I don't know if J. Cole is technically, you know, supposed to be the start of the fourth album. I don't know. Um, but, that, but that leads me to my next question. Um, or Thomas, uh, one of the characters from The Incredible True Story, who is queuing up the fourth album, that's when J. Cole comes in, he says that Logic's final album will be his fourth album. So do you believe this, or what are your thoughts on that? Man, it better not be right. <laughs> I know, right? If we only get one more Logic album, that'd be very heartening. Um Maybe it's just the end of this, like, I kind of interpreted it as the end of this particular story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it kind of, like, UP, the Incredible True Story, and this one all tied together through that skit and uh, through Thalia, uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. Not as much on this last album, but towards the end, obviously, on Nostro. But I think the next album will kind of summarize and conclude this particular story. And then he's either going to, you know, venture off into, I mean, he has a huge, uh, he dabbles, uh, pretty largely in the gaming industry so maybe he'll like take a break from music but mm-hmm. I just don't see that with how much music he makes yeah so I, I did I, I did watch it yeah, yeah. So I did watch a video where he does say that the next album, he even confirmed it. He's saying that this will be the last album. It's going to be a celebration. He said he do, he's, hasn't even started thinking about what it's going to be about. It's going to be a conceptual album again. But he hasn't even begun to think about what it will be. Um, but he did say it will be his last one. He said that that's not saying that he won't be in the rap culture and community he may put out a feature here and there he may do a song but uh he did say that this will be his final album but you know who you can never fully trust that because you look at um you look at jay-z you look at eminem they've retired but they're they're technically back you know so who knows hopefully it's not his last album but um if it is his last album, I'm sure it will be great, and I'm sure the body of work, I, personally for me, will put him up there at least, I don't I don't want to say top ten, but 
He's up there for me. He's he's really great, uh, especially new generation wise. I think he's one of the best. Um, would you agree with that? I couldn't go top of all time, but I could go definitely top five of our generation. Okay. Um, okay. Since, since maybe 2010, 2012, definitely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Time yeah, yeah, that that is tough. You're right. Uh, so that leads me to this question: Will this be, will this be the album that Logic is remembered for? Do you think this is his most important album? Uh, I, I don't want to, you know, steer away from the question, but I think we'll just have to take a wait and see approach. So fresh in everybody's mind, we'll have to see commercially how it does. It'll impact, you know, it's unfortunately that'll impact its importance in a lot of ways. Yeah, but uh, personally, it's my favorite Logic album. Just got instincts right now. I, mean, I could change my mind, but I don't know about you. But I just think this is like a culmination of all what he does best. I mean, the production was there, the verses. He actually, you know, tried to illustrate and highlight issues that he did well at times in the album, really well. Like on America, that was one of the standout songs. Oh yeah, for me, where he you know highlighted. The actual, Speaking. you know, realistic nature of America instead of just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. poking like a, ver- a couple lines here and there about it. He went a whole song on it and yeah. got Chuck and Will thought on it. So I actually do want to say this nice. real quick. Uh, so my buddy who does uh, the Are You Entertained podcast with me, Brandon, uh, he we were texting oh, yeah. back and f- yeah we were texting. Oh, you know Brandon, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we were texting back and forth about that song specifically, America, and uh, he said that he believes that this is the most politically motivated and driven song since Eminem's Mosh. What do you th- what do you have to say about that? Like in terms of everybody, every like rap song. Yeah, he said that the the most politically, the I, I can't remember how he worded it, but the most politically, the most outwardly politically driven song, uh, you know, maybe ta- specifically talking about a president, I guess, um, since Mosh. Would you agree with that? Would you disagree? What? Uh, I mean, I can't say for sure because there's probably a lot of songs that You're I right. can't think of right now. Like, Fuck Donald Trump would be a good one. Like, that's, that's true. You know, very abrasive and upfront about that. But, I mean, he doesn't... He, what, logic dives in deeper, and I don't want to say more intelligently, but he gives it more thought than YG, where YG just wants to create, like, an anthem mm-hmm. just to get that phrase going. Yeah. But... That's a good way to put it. You're going to hate me for this, but I've never heard Mosh by Eminem. That's okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> that was back in the George Bush I'm, days. That's okay. Um, he definitely okay. comes at George Bush, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, um, but I'd say Kendrick, there's probably a couple songs out there that uh, maybe especially not on this last one, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he only had a couple lines uh-huh. when I think about it. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of anything more, like, in your face at mm-hmm. the moment. So I'll give him that right now. Okay. Maybe I'll think of something by the end of the show. But, do you yeah, like? I wouldn't disagree, definitely. Do you like the Kanye name drop? Oh, yeah. Especially, <laughs> it was using a positive, you know, connotation. So I was, I was okay with it. And yeah. It brought me back to that hilarious <laughs> 
clip where Kanye was like, uh, George Bush doesn't love black people or whatever, yeah. and then they just go to Chris Tucker, and he's like, ah, shit, what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll never be prepared for what Kanye says. <laughs> I thought Logic did it perfectly. But, yeah. I thought Logic did it perfectly, honestly. I mean, he says oh, yeah. that he says that the music is great and you know the fans look up to you, but your political views are being skewed and you need to yeah basically how I took it was he needs to be more of a positive influence for change. Do you, is that how you took it as well? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I mean he's yeah, he was playing off Kanye's saying that he was just trying to change. Like it didn't come off, you know, sexy. It came off really awkward, but Kanye is really awkward. Mm-hmm. Logic's a little more, you know, less I guess less awkward is kind of a layman term, but I mean, Logic, yeah, he executed that perfectly, I thought. Okay. I mean, that song most definitely, definitely, you know, kind of highlighted what Logic could be if you wanted to be that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, for kind sure. A face and, you know, political movements, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, okay. For sure. Awesome. <laughs> All right, um, any last thoughts on everybody? Uh, I mean, it was... It was a pretty seamless album. I mean, the only things I didn't like about it really were two songs that could have been taken out. Uh, Take It Back, I thought could have been taken out besides the one verse about saying, yeah, you you don't believe me because you just saw the outside of the house, but there's actually real shit going on inside. I like that, you know, perspective. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever said it like that. I thought that was cool as shit. And then the Juicy J song I didn't really care for. Same. same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I when I when I first saw that that uh, Juicy J was going to be on the album, I was like, really? That is so. I feel like that was so out of place for a feature. It was so weird. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't a bad feature. Just kind of a pointless song. Like, yeah. just kind of took away from, especially right after America and before. Yeah. Most definitely, like, come on, man. True. You have two of your best songs on the album, and you just put that in between it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, what I will say about Take It Back, I thought, I like the song. Um, I just wish he would have rapped on it a little bit more. Like, I I, I appreciate the, right. the talk, the, like, speech or whatever, the skit, whatever you want to call it. But that beat, that beat might have been the best beat on the album, and he... I don't want to say ruined it by, you know, speaking over half of it, but he could have definitely went in on that beat. That beat g- went hard, in my opinion. Damn, I'll have to go back and listen to the beat. I was just like, I don't know, the repetitiveness, the repetitiveness and the the, uh, the preaching kind of took away from the, the beat, Yeah, like you said. So I'll have to go back and, you know, really hone in on the, what the beat sounded like. But The only reason I yeah, say I that... The only reason I say that is because I think Logic put out. It, so if you go back and look at the tra- uh, watch the trailer, that, and then he also put out a like a ten second little promo of the robot um, on his Twitter that's saying like tomorrow the album's <laughs> dropping. Um, and if you go back, that is the beat for Take It Back. Um, I just thought I just thought he could have gone way way more in on that song um and you talked about the repetitiveness repetitiveness i think africarian was very repetitive as well i just think the message was so 
deep and so good that it overshadowed the repetitive repetitiveness. Um, I definitely would have liked to have seen him uh, switch up the verses a little bit more on both of those songs, but I, I appreciate the message he's trying to send. So. Um, yeah, no, I definitely appreciate the message like you. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to a little Kendrick Lamar. Uh, this album has, yes, sir. We I, we both have a lot to say on this, I'm sure. This album has been out, um, what is it? Th- is it three weeks now, maybe? Um, three weeks. Three, three weeks, okay. Um, so, Dam sold over 600,000 units in the first week. It nabbed, uh, Kendrick nabbed his third number one album, and it already went platinum in three weeks. Uh, so, it's d- easy to say that, um, you know, critically and in popularity wise, this album is doing numbers. It's getting great reviews. Um, let's. I want. We. I really broke it down. Uh, I, I wrote about it on the blog on my blog. I talked about it a lot on uh, the Are You Entertained podcast and the first re- hip hop roundtable. But I want to get your thoughts. Um, so, do you want to start with just your initial thoughts after one listen? Maybe tell us your favorite song if or feature if you want. Um, I'll let you kind of start with this one. Uh, okay. Um, oof, where do I start? I know oh, there's so first, much to talk about. So, <laughs> so all right, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of the number one and four song in the country. Yeah, that's insane to me. It is. Here, Go I'll, ahead, though. Sorry. I, no, that's okay. Sorry to interrupt you. I was just gonna kind of lead you down a path a little bit. So. Okay. Try and go back and think about when you first heard the album. You know, you listened to the whole thing through. Um, what were what were your first thoughts? He did it again. He did it again. <laughs> okay. I mean, the second part of DNA was just—I can't even describe the first time hearing that. I'm sure you had the same feeling. Like, yeah. When he just said "fuck your life," and then he just went into that—you know—whole second half, and then the giant bass drop in the middle of the second half was indescribable. And then he (laughs) and then he overlaid it with uh, Geraldo Rivera's you know words oh my god so insane. Uh, Bro just like come on Kendrick yeah uh, I'm taking this good music man. But I just loved I guess my initial thoughts would be I just loved how he finally just I don't want to say gave in but he kind of just gave us what a contemporary album, like a modern album, would be like from Kendrick Lamar using modern sounds, yeah. you know, modern vocal performances. And he shows us he can do it better than anyone. So I just, I love that. Tell me what you think about this. So when you say very contemporary and all that, what I think of this, and I don't think the whole album is this way, but I think it's definitely no. it definitely has some some trap vibes to it, meshed with some definite conscious rap in it. And I know Andy hates that term, but I think it's the <laughs> ultimate trap rap meshed with conscious messages. Um, the best album, com- you know, combined with those vibes. What, what do you think about that? Um, and I also would like to throw this at you. Um, I had it on the the doc, but um, Absol quote tweeted me. I asked him initially before the album came out. Um, I asked him to describe Kendrick al- Kendrick's album in one word, and he says dizzle. 
Is this is this album Dizzle for you? <laughs> and we texted about that a little bit too, I think. Yeah, we did. And I think what we said is, and I still stand by what you said and what I said. I think Dizzle is kind of like either an alter ego or just of a a term that he put on kind of his like very braggadocious side. Yeah. He just said kind of you know effort. I'm just gonna you know tell people how I feel. I'm gonna stop being humble. But I'm also going to give you what you need. But what I loved about the trap stuff, as well as, you know, the introspective, you know, uh, conscientious, you know, vibes is trap music is, you know, heavily endowed in, in the rap culture, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of a lot of trap listeners, I feel like, don't like the actual storytelling or introspective raps that make them, you know, kind of think about what they're listening to, cause that's kind of the point of trap in a lot of ways is yeah. it's just easy to listen to mm-hmm. you know you just can do anything to it you don't have to sit down and slowly think about what you're hearing mm-hmm. but I love how he used that sound to bring in those listeners and then either within that song or the next song he's actually you know saying what you need to hear like on DNA he's actually you know trying to make your life better as well as giving you those tr- crazy trash sounds. Yeah. And on Humble, you can take it for, you know, on space value, like a lot of mainstream listeners will. Uh, I mean, but there's some serious messages that can, you know, improve your life or, you know, kind of give you an understanding of, you know, maybe you just need to be kind of not humble at times and just tell people to sit down or maybe you tell it to yourself to sit down and be humble. So you can take it either way. But I love how he can give you that sound to bring in those listeners and then just hit you with what you need to hear. So I just love that. Okay. Cool. I like that. Um, all right. Let's, I want to get into the meat of this album. Uh, so I guess, what's that? So I said there's so much meat to it. Where do we begin? That's true. Well, I'm going to ask you a question that's pretty loaded, and uh, we'll see what you think. But uh, can you pinpoint the theme for me? Uh, the theme? Uh, definitely. Is, I mean, after just reading, you know, kind of reviews, listening to it 30 times now, I'm talking to you. I'd say the theme is not clearly, but pretty close to clear that uh, fear is a weakness or wickedness uh, and fear is instilled through God but what motive is it because I mean Kendrick came out and you know uh, talked to DJ Booth yep I was just about to ask you about and, that one and he was like <laughs> right so um, he said we have a jealous God so is the fear that he instills through us the fear that uh out of jealousy is the fear from jealousy or is the fear from weak, wickedness of God and anger and then fear uh, all, like multiple songs throughout the album can be you know inclusive with fear are you know either elements or consequences of fear like lust pride uh, loyalty you know things like that mm-hmm. even love and God but I'd say definitely fear wraps up the whole theme of the album and kind of shows you different sides of fear and why we have fear in a sense. Okay, I like but that. What do you think? Okay, so I, I really broke this down on uh, the first 
the hip hop roundtable, and at that point, I had mm-hmm. not, I had not read the DJ Booth article. I don't even think I still have, just because I want to believe, because I really think I'm close to, if not spot on, uh, with this theme. Uh, so I kind of want to believe what I believe, and I didn't really want. I, I want. This is another thing that I want to kind of. Um, Coordinate, correlate back with the Lotch album. Um, I like how Kendrick leaves it a little ambiguous. Um, he lets he leaves it more up for your in, uh, interpretation. Whereas Logic, I don't want to say he does more telling than showing, but he you have the whole he annotated every song on the album whereas Kendrick you're kind of left to annotate it on your own which I kind of like in a sense um so I didn't read the DJ Booth response um but you told me I'm pretty close so I guess I will share with you what I think the theme is and then I guess you tell me you can poke holes in my my theory and then tell me how close I am I guess is that cool? Yeah, man. I mean, before you say anything, I will say you should read it like okay. right after we're done because yeah. you are very close. Okay, <laughs> very all right. Close. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so I think you said you said fear is the is the theme when you point your finger to maybe one word on it. You say fear. I say I say sin, and I think that when okay. when people initially saw the name of this album, damn, I think they thought like this was going to be our reaction after the the album was done. Like the album is finish and you're like you're just left with damn you know but if you take if you peel a layer back i think damn means more of a religious aspect and sin so i think you said it you said it at the beginning of your uh interpretation but i think a very very important line on this album is is it wickedness or is it weakness i think that is the major thing for this whole album um so is it wickedness or is it weakness i think that is it wickedness means is it pure like i take it as is it purely sin is it weakness i take it as is are you gonna let your sin be your downfall and that that those two questions i think follow kendrick as his dark cloud, as his fear, he's always asking himself, because everybody sins, and he's asking himself, am I going to let my sin become the best of me? And so I think there's a thesis statement in the song Fear. I think it's the most important line on the the whole album, and I don't have it in front of me, but um, it's a line where he pretty much lays out every trackless name is included in this song. Um that's a very important line, and I think that uh, you go back. I kind of lost my train of thought there, but you you go back and you you pinpoint it with the, is it wickedness or is it weakness? Um, so there's that, and then also the the woman on the the blind woman on the the first song, blood. I think it's very important, and um, I will even go back to I don't know if you listen fully to Absol song or Absol's album from last year, but there's a song on there called God's a Girl. So the, I think there's some correlation there. I think I think that they're both on TDE. They're both label mates. They both probably play a part in making music together. Uh, so what I think is on that first. 
song Blood, I think that Blind Woman represents God, and he dies, obviously, in the song. He dies by the hand of God because he gives in to his fear. So that that is my interpretation of it, and um, I even think it's further... So with the whole the two voicemails on that fear song and how his cousin Carl is telling telling him that, you know, the minorities of America are basically a cursed people and he that's why he feels nobody is praying for him. I also think it even further on uh Duckworth, the first line is I um what does he say? He says, uh it used to be me against the world. Now I know it's me versus me. I think it's him telling himself, is it wickedness or is it weakness? And he gave in to his, his sins, making it his weakness, and he dies by the hand of God. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but that's what I think. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do I you think? think? Just, I, think swayed, I think you swayed me. I mean, it wouldn't be a Kendrick album without ambiguity, but I could say... I'd say it's either both or more towards you. I mean, I initially thought sort of the same thing, but I'm glad you laid it out the way you did because thinking back on the album, he did mention a lot about it giving into sin, you know, uh, weakness or wickedness. Mm-hmm. But I also thought is you know, the fear of God or God's, you know, ability to damn you in a sense yeah is that is that weakness in the person or the weakness that god you know kind of does that for i know that kind of scrambled the way i said it but that's okay um yeah i was gonna ask you like i thought that that's what the woman represented was god and i'm glad you brought up uh absol i i kind of listened to the album like twice and i was just like yeah I like certain songs, but I didn't really go back on it just because there was so much music at that time. Yeah. But I'm sure they have, like, you know, deep conversations. They they probably, you know, see each other a lot. So that'd be cool if they kind of, you know, bounce off each other. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, Kendrick, they both have the same idea, and they both kind of care our absolute, like, I'll put this song on my album, and then maybe it inspired Kendrick to make the album in a sense. Yeah, it's like a, pretty cool if it's, like a, it's like a hidden Easter egg. <laughs> Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, and, and Kendrick Kendrick responded to DJ Booth, so I mean I'm not gonna say no, Kendrick is wrong on his own album. But um <laughs> I think I think it's definitely people take it in different ways and music is definitely a feeling experience. So you can feel something different completely than what I felt. Um but that's just that's literally after like the 20th time I heard the album that hit me all at once and I felt inspired to go write a blog about it and uh so I'm I'm happy with how my my theory turned out <laughs> um yeah I mean it checks out in a lot of ways but I mean he covered such an ambiguous topic so exactly really it's like where do you even where you even go from there, but and I think that's um, what makes it so good is that I mean there's so many ways to take it. You can take it religiously, you could take it politically, you could take it racially. There's just so many things that are covered on that album, um, and it's just it's so good. The music is so good, and that's why he's the go. Exactly. Right All right, so Tupac was praised for the same thing. You know, he was praised for being. You know, multiverse in all of these different facets of life mm-hmm. and making it sound good and selling records. So, I mean, Kendrick's doing the same thing. Yeah. 
You're right. Anyways. You're right. Um, <laughs> I won't rant too much. <laughs> no, you're good. I like it. It makes it good. Uh, so tell me your thoughts on the Duckworth story. Um, I I said on the last Hip Hop Roundtable podcast that uh, I honestly think, off the top of my head, it's maybe a top three storytelling out, or song. I don't want to say of all time, but in recent years, only two that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Royce the Five Nine with Tabernacle, where he talks about how uh, his grandma died, his Yo. son was born, and he met Eminem on the same day, and then also Stan, which isn't a true story, but it's still a great storytelling song. Um, this is up there with both of those for me. What were your thoughts when you heard this story? First, I, I knew I fucked with you after I heard. After you just said that, hey. Tabernacle is one of the greatest. Oh man, I um, got you. Uh, and stand, stand definitely has to be up there uh, in terms of storytelling. But yeah, I mean, in terms of just you know connecting the dot from the first line to the end, making it you know, I guess intense, and you're you know pulled in from the very first line, and mm-hmm. then the mind blowing effect of a small act can change a whole life a whole like we wouldn't have Kendrick mm-hmm. had, had uh, Top Dog not got his biscuits like think about that yeah. that is insane oh man crazy but uh, <laughs> I know right it just blows but, your mind oh my god I don't even know how to like talk about this because it's just coincidence yeah. in a certain way and, and of God almost I mean, it kind of sums up the album perfectly, too. Yeah, yeah. Saying that an act of, a simple act, maybe from God or maybe instilled by the person, instilled by fear even from uh, Kendrick's dad, uh, that changed the whole life. We would never have gotten Kendrick. We never would have gotten Top Dog Entertainment. We would have had a, a life lost and another guy in prison for life. So, I mean, just one little act, or maybe not one, but a series of acts just from giving somebody chicken and biscuits yep. changed a whole generation possibly. Uh, I can't even fathom that, man. Yeah, it's I crazy. Cannot. And I love I love how he kind of set it up where, uh, you know, i die in a gunfight if that were to happen, and then he reverses it back, and you hear that, I got, I got, I got, and then the, I was taking a walk. Yeah, yeah. I just love, I love how he set that up. I thought it was perfectly done. Um, yeah, I like how he, like, the only recognizable part from the backwards spin was the DNA. Yeah. And it ended perfectly, and he was like, I was taking a walk the other day. I was like, oh, man. But also, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you think, I saw this theory floating around, and it's very feasible. Um, do you think that Dan is a sequel to, to Pimp? Because in the God is Gangster video, it ended with him uh, at night, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it was that night or during the day. But walking down a street. And then the album starts out with, I was taking a walk the other day. Ooh. So, I mean. I had, I have not there. I have not heard that one. I like it. I'll have to do some more digging before I really put my finger on that. But, I mean, I, uh, sounds sounds legit. It sounds good. And, I mean, it goes off of, like, the last or to Prince, one of the themes was, you know, giving in to the, uh, you know, to self-sin to, and loving yourself, but also giving in to Lucy. Yeah. And this is kind of, you know, going off of that, 
giving in to Lucy? Is it uh, wickedness or is it weakness? Mm-hmm. I think that would just perfectly transition. I like that. that. My mom is just blown his ears right now. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, Wow. I'm kind of speechless. I'll have to do some more digging with that one. Um, Yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool. So kind of speaking of theories a little bit, did you get your hopes up for the two-album theory at all? I was honestly hoping it wouldn't happen. I I like Kendrick's maybe one album every two years. I mean, Untitled and Master was an exception, but that was a couple B-sides. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't like Future releasing two albums. I get it money-wise, but I just think it kind of takes away from the integrity of music. Sure. Not all of music, but that particular artist's music. Like it dilutes the quality. Like, could have pulled it off. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that definitely Okay. But, I mean, Kendrick, I would have definitely listened to him multiple, repeatedly. It, yeah. it would have been good, but... We wouldn't have been able to fully take in Dam, uh-huh. and Dam would have would have been as commercially successful. It wouldn't have made as big of an impact in mainstream, which it needs to. It really needs to be in mainstream. Yeah. To make you know the difference that it should. I agree. Um, but yeah, I would have been definitely okay with it, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Okay. Sure. Okay. I don't know if you're the same way. I mean. But, I, I when I first saw the theory, I thought there was a lot, a lot, a lot of evidence that backed it up, and I was sort of getting my hopes up, but not fully because I know that was so far fetched. But a lot of it checked out, honestly. the the thi- the The one thing for me is when Soundwave, the producer on TDE, when he tweeted out the picture of Morpheus. Why would he do that if this wasn't happening? That's the only thing, like. Oh, he's just feeding it in. It's so annoying. Um, yeah, I think he's just trolling, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. But <laughs> but um, it would have been crazy, but I do definitely get what you're saying with the whole diluted quality. And I, I, I really think that's why Kendrick is one of the best is because he takes a two-year hiatus from making an album, and there's just so much that he can talk about, um, so much to cover, and I think that's why his albums are so great. So... I think there's that. Exactly. Yeah. And it makes it matter more. Exactly. It, you know, build more anticipation. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so let's uh, let's do a few more tough tough questions before we move on. Um, so after we broke down everybody and damn, which one are you put? Rank them, damn or everybody? Oh. <laughs> Is it easy? <laughs> Is it easy for you? I, mean, I loved, I loved everybody, but damn, damn is not, damn is so far above every album that's come out in the past. I'd say since the pimp, honestly, wow. definitely the best album for me, okay. for me at least personally. Okay. Beyonce's album was pretty good. Even uh, for your eyes, it was it was solid in a lot of ways, but it was good, really good in a lot of ways, but. No, damn, damn, it's just exceptional beyond comprehension. Okay. For me, but I think, how do you feel? I think I agree with you. Um, partly just because we've had damn for a little bit longer and I haven't fully been able to digest everybody but um, I love everybody 
I love everybody. I think it's great. I think the message uh, needs to be heard by the masses. But um, Kendrick just there's something about him, and I don't know what it is. Um, maybe maybe it's his weird voice. Maybe it's the way he conceptualizes a story, and it's ambiguous and uh, left. It's left for everybody up to interpret it. Um, there's just something about him that makes him so great, and I definitely agree that he's the greatest alive right now. Um, I think Logic is a a close number two in terms of albums this year so far. But um, I, oh, I, think it, I think it definitely goes damn and then everybody. But um, still, have, still have a little time to digest this everybody album. So that's, right. the, that's my take I mean, on it. Ken, Kendrick is just like, he's literally, not literally, but he's LeBron, the LeBron James of rap. It's, we're seeing... The most talented player put his heart and passion into what he loves to do, and you know, bearing the fruits of that. That's just, uh, it's just so beautiful to watch. Yeah, somebody this talented care this much and this good of music that makes you feel this emotion and these experiences that you'll never forget. And it's funny. It's just, it's hard to beat that. Yeah, it's funny that you call him LeBron because, uh, do you remember? <laughs> You know, Kendrick giving LeBron the music beforehand and him putting it on his Instagram story. Uh, I, was, I was honestly, I get salty about things. It, right? Yeah, I get salty about things like that. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that, but that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I, me too. If me I was too. LeBron, I would, I would fun on that too. If I got Kendrick Lamar's music before anybody else, I would definitely be, you know, bragging about that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But that's fair. That's great. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so, where do you think Dam ranks on Kendrick Lamar's discography? Where would you put it um, with To Pimp and uh, Good Kid, Mad City? Um, um, I don't want to, you know. Now, that's the toughie. <laughs> I don't want to play devil's advocate and say it's too early, but I feel like we've had a decent amount of time to at least, uh, I don't know. I don't want to discredit Dam, and this is not going to, but I still think Good Kid and Tepimp were both better. Ooh. I enjoyed Dam more than Tepimp, but I think Tepimp is, I don't know how to say it, it was more impressive, it was a harder album to make. Mm-hmm. It was just the sounds, I've never heard those sounds before, but Dam, I've definitely, you know, I could comprehend the sounds better than Tepimp. And then Good Kid Mad City was just, the opening of my eyes to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Maybe I'm being a little biased and nostalgic, but that sound and that feeling can be beat the first time I heard Good Kid all the way through. So okay. I'd say it's third, but that's not discrediting it. That's just Kendrick being the best rapper right now. Yeah. Like, his third album is better than every, everybody else's best album right yeah, now. For sure. Just about, so... See, what about you? I have to go to Pimp Butterfly, Damn, and then Good Kid, Mad City, and I know you probably don't like that. Okay. Um, no, no, I totally. Any one of those three could be the top album. Yeah, that's what's great about Kendrick. And I even think that's uh, discredit. I don't want to discredit Section Eighty because I think that's a really good album too, uh, but. But um, they're all great in their own aspect, their own regard. Um, and I just think Dam has a way of telling the story without, you know, telling us the story. It's more of a show than tell. And I think in music, that's what makes something like that great. Um, I think 
I think To Pimp Butterfly had the skits, it had the, the poem throughout, and uh, you were, uh-huh. I don't want to say it was easier to piece together, but damn, you really had to listen over and over again to really find that, that theme that I, you know, that I, in my own mind, found. Um, and it, it also was more, I think it had a more commercial aspect to it, so it was appreciated further by more fans than To Pimp Butterfly, whereas it was supposed to, it was supposed to be what it was, and a lot, a lot of people hated it, but um, the people that did like it truly understood how important it was, and we still have to do our To Pimp Butterfly breakdown, because um, I know oh, we've been man. talking about that for a long time, but... Uh, that was on for three hours, man. Yeah, I know, right? I know, but uh, this, it, this is the tough question, because they're all great, but... Um, I would say to Pimp Butterfly, Damn, and then Good Kid, Mad City. Um, but we still have okay, to we okay. still have to sit on Damn a little bit, so we'll see. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I like what you said because it is true that Damn is really his first album. I don't know how cohesive Section Eighty was. I I haven't listened to it in a while, but Damn is the first album that's kind of like it feels like a theater play. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of ambiguous. Uh, there's really like no plot point that brings you back. Yeah. Uh, and connects each song directly. I mean, there's obviously connections about like, uh, you know, Gerardo Rivera and uh, Fox News thing, the, you know, the constant uh, DJ Kung Fu Kenny and uh, the one voice that you hear in the beginning is mm. it wickedness or is it weakness? That, that's heard throughout. But there's really, like, no straightforward storytelling in terms of the whole album like there was for the last two. Sure, sure. Which I, which I like. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air from Kendrick. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> All right, well, um, yeah, yeah that, that was a good breakdown. I like that a lot. Any last words that was, on that? That was awesome. Uh, I mean, no, we, we covered it all. We did, I Damn think. Damn was great. I mean, almost every song is replayable, mm-hmm. like, tenfold, so that's, that's really all there is to say. I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right, moving on, and this is just kind of a blimp on the radar, but uh, did you listen to Wale's new album at all? Wale. <laughs> uh, I know, uh, right? I did listen to it once, but I was I was very disappointed. Same. <laughs> I was almost repulsed by it by what he did on his last album. I, I don't know. It was To me, it was a play for the radio. Like, it, he clearly wanted radio songs, in my mind. Oh, yeah. He's totally trying to take advantage of the, you know, the playlist era type deal and the streaming. But, I don't know. Wale was already on the downward trend. Add to that, the one thing he did right was make an album, like the theme, you know, decently well constructed and this time he just threw all that out the window mm-hmm. and made what appealed to, uh, to me from him and just threw it out and then after that he adds these you know washed shake dancehall vibes yeah I'm just like oh, come on and, and his singing is so terrible I do not want to they think ever again. That's just me. That's just me. I love it. No, um, I'm not even gonna go any further with that because I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, I only listened to it once and I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, 
So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because it was a recent release and I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, All right. So we broke down Joey Badass's album on the last hip hop podcast, uh, but we didn't break down this album. So we're going to kind of do a a switcheroo and break down more life a little bit, if you uh, don't mind. Um, So Drake. Yeah. So Drake released his playlist project, More Life. Um, It's been out for, I don't know, a couple months now, probably a month or, you know, month and a week. so let's break this down a little bit. 22 songs, lots of different vibes. Uh, it's definitely a song for everybody. Definitely some good music. Um, but what I really want to break down is the album versus playlist talk. So why do you think that Drake called this a playlist? Because in my mind, it's definitely an album. So what do you think? I I agree. I think it's, I think it's solely a cop-out just to give him the ability to put this many songs on it with no cohesiveness or, you know, dramatic effort at all. I think he just wanted, I don't want to say it was a money grab, but I'd say it's pretty damn close to a money grab. I mean, it sounded good. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it kind of had the same vibes in terms of what they were trying to do with views. It was an improved views, but I feel like he didn't really put his full heart into it. And he just kind of made music and just put it all together. But okay. I could be wrong. Okay. I probably am wrong, but <laughs> that's a, I mean, it, you're good. it goes to speak that he's the most, you know, outside of Kendrick's album, I think he broke the, I think it's on these notes, but he broke the record for uh, streams in a day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows he's going to you know, get those streams. So why not put 22 songs that will get, you know, bolster the streams. Because you do get stream uh, accounts. Even if you skip the song, you still get that stream, which uh-huh. I didn't know until like a month ago. But so even if you're like, oh, I like the first, you know, two songs, but, or the first song, but I want to skip the gigs feature, that still counts as a stream. So putting 22 tracks not only gives you different sounds and appeases different fans, but also gets them more, you know, streams and money. So, I mean, it, it kind of works out for both ends, but I don't know. I just, I like the quality of albums. That's just me personally. I hope it never dies. Kendrick is still keeping that alive. J. Cole, Logic. But, and then we, Drake is kind of the other spectrum of that with Future right now. That was a great breakdown. I like everything you said there. Um, the one thing I, the one thing that I would add to the playlist talk, I think it also, it, in terms of like criticism, I think it's a ploy that you know he he throws on the stamp, uh, he stamps it a playlist, and therefore you can't you can't really criticize it as an album which we all know it is yeah and so i think i think if it were to only be available say on apple music like stream only i think that would have made it more of a playlist than an album but the fact that he put it out for purchase and stuff like that i think that even that feeds into the more album vibe you know what i mean it really does. I, I'm totally with you. Like, 
hundred percent on that. Yeah. Um, and then another another kind of question because we're talking about albums and and uh, you know playlists and streams and stuff like that. Um, I read an article from Yo from DJ Booth, uh, and he claimed that Drake doesn't care about making classic albums. He would rather make classic moments. Uh, when I say moments, I I think of like I remember Travis Scott dropped Birds in the Trap, Sam McKnight on. Uh, Beats One and kind of premiered it worldwide. Uh, that was a moment for me. Uh, to, the Life of Pablo being premiered uh, during the Yeezy season, whatever it was, during the fashion show. That was a moment for me. Um, and he claims that the summer... What a time. Yeah, and what a time being uh, being that, and then the the su- the surprise drop of if you're reading this, it's too late. Stuff like that, where you're gonna remember where where I was. I, I remember I was at a bar and it randomly dropped, and people were texting me, and I was like, "What?" Um, you know, so things like that. So he doesn't really care about making quality albums that will stand the test of times. So he, he I, Yo makes the argument that Drake makes moments that you'll remember forever. What what do you what are your takes on that? I definitely agree that Drake wants that, but where I disagree is that won't last if you know the music quality and if the music output is diluted, those moments will fade. Agreed. I mean he he's he's very creative and his team is very creative, so I'm sure he'll find figure out ways to keep making moments for even more life, I was like, I was excited for it, but it wasn't the same hype and anticipation as like views or like you said when if you're reading this is too late drop that was insane and then what a time on OVO radio yeah you play it twice back and that was, those were moments but it was just kind of I, I agree know. so would it you just felt like more music <laughs> yeah true true. Um, so would you take views over more life? Is that did you say that already? Uh, more life is definitely better, but views views will always fill up my heart. I don't think it's a good album, and I think ten or twelve songs could be could have been taken out. But the anticipation of like Drake's opus, you know, magnum opus album, really made the album better than what it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember just months on months just reading articles. <laughs> I have no life. Uh, reading articles of, you know, Drake had an Instagram post. Uh, could that mean news is dropping this week? Like, yeah. I remember I was that into it. Like, Same. Drake was, like, my shit at that time. But now it's just, like, I don't even care anymore. Like, Drake slowly dropping relevancy for me because he's not, the effort's not there. And then the rap isn't there anymore. Besides a couple songs, but I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree. I, I like more life. I think it's gonna be up in my top ten uh, for rap albums this year. But like you said, I think I, I don't think it will stand the test of time. Um, and I'm a I'm I'm a big proponent of looking at rap albums in term in, in the big picture term. Um, I like to think. When, when I mark an album great, I like to think that it will make a dent in the rap industry for years to come. That's why I don't really care all 
that much for like future Young Thug, Lil Yachty, you know, artists like that. I think they're fun to listen to and there's a time and place, but they don't really make a dent like Kendrick, like Logic, like J. Cole, like Eminem, like artists like that do. Would you agree? Did we just become best friends? I think we did. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, said it, you said the best way possible. I, I'm not going to even say anything. Okay. <laughs> that, that's perfect. perfect. <laughs> my man, my man. Um, so one, <laughs> one, one last little tidbit on the more life. Uh, who is your favorite Drake? Canadian Drake, British Drake, or Jamaican Drake? None of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of his accents changing, man. Just stick to one. I know, I right? The old. I miss George Drake sounded like he lived in, you know, Houston. Yeah. I miss. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so, I. But, yeah, Canadian Drake, I'd say, would be the closest. I think if I. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I. I would say for Drake, if Drake is going to make a classic album, he would have to tell us his story. Not. Don't give me a radio song about a breakup. Give me your story. Tell me about how you came up in Canada. Tell me about how you moved to America to do Degrassi. Tell me your struggles. Tell me. Make a cohesive story. And I just don't see Drake doing that. But in order for him to have a classic album. I think that's what he needs to do. Would you agree? Uh, I agree, definitely. And to add to that, I mean, he's touched on those things, but it's like one line and it yeah. doesn't really you know, flow throughout the song. It's just like one line and then he rhymes it with another line and then it's like a totally different idea mm-hmm. a bar later. So yeah. that doesn't really count. But um, I think for Drake to make a classic album, he just needs to stop you know, being fully invested in making modern sounds. He needs to make a completely new experience sound like Kendrick, like Logic. Like you weren't expecting those sounds, but I know what to expect from Drake in a lot of ways. But yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much like, nothing really surprises me anymore from Drake at this point. For sure. Reading this was too late was the last time I was surprised by Drake, honestly. Okay. But, um, okay. maybe even one time a little bit. Cool. But, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> All right, now uh, we touched on a lot of albums there, so uh, this is our this is you and I's first kind of podcast of 2017. So uh, I figured we might as well play a little catch up. Um, let's let's talk about uh, Chance's big night at the Grammys. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, do you think he deserved to win? Are you happy he won? Things like that. Oh, yeah, he definitely, I'm very happy for him. I, I love that somebody like Chance gets rewarded like that. And he has that special night, and that puts him at the forefront of rap in a lot of ways. Like, people know who Chance the Rapper is, even who don't listen to rap. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. I love that it started with the film Butterfly. I love that, and Chance uh, carried that throughout his coloring book, as well as, uh, Pablo and Dan and a few other albums and Logic's album, but I love that spiritual rap is now kind of, I guess, in its mainstream now. Like I love that. I love that people can celebrate that, and myself included, can celebrate that through music and still enjoy. It. And Chance is kind of like the you know shining beacon of that, mm-hmm. like the lighthouse of that, in a sense. I agree. Uh, but yeah, Chance definitely deserved that, and 
and I'm glad he got he deserved what he got for sure. I also think it's uh, fair to say that um, that moment kind of changed the landscape of the music industry in a lot of ways. Uh, the whole fact that free music can now be recognized at the Grammys, that stream-only albums can be recognized, and the fact that Chance won is just such a big moment in my eyes. The fact that he has never sold an album, the fact that he went from being a, a kid who got suspended from high school and making a mixtape during that time to being on a Kanye album for having the best verse on a Kanye album to having one of the best projects the you know in modern times in my mind the, the it's so it's so positive it's so uplifting it's so god influenced it's so spiritual and the fact that the grammys recognized it even without it being sold i think is just a monumental thing um and i think that's a cool thing so i'm really happy for chance and uh, i cannot wait to go meet him next saturday i will be there oh what yeah i got meet i got meet and greet tickets uh for uh the uh i I can't remember the name of the the tour but uh yeah i'm I'm seeing him in kansas city and it's gonna be lit can't wait oh man that is lit. yeah it's gonna be great you go for your thing yeah i mean that's what's great is think about it like i don't know how long before that i think it was like six months but you weren't even allowed to be nominated for a grammy if you didn't sell physical copies or digital copies mm-hmm. but now just you know uploading your album on spotify or apple music you can win a grammy that's that's a beautiful thing to me because yeah. i mean just because you're not putting music through a certain outlet doesn't mean it's not as good as an album that does, you know? But, Bro, me... You know, me, oh, go ahead, sorry. no, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I was just gonna say, me and you can, you me and you could win a Grammy. We make an album and we could win a Grammy just because we put it on, you know, a stream service. <laughs> Speaking of that, actually, I think now is a perfect time to say. <laughs> now is a perfect time to say. Once our brands get up there and we're blowing up, and you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are following us and uh, going to our sites. Here, that's the dream, and here is what I want to do when we get to that level. I, I, I love to rap. I like to tell stories. Um, I have made songs in the past. I think once we get on that level where we have the connections to get all the big dogs, I want to make a documentary. I want the theme to be... I want the theme to be like my. I pose the question: Can a um, can a critic make a good album? Kind of an ironic thing. How someone who critiques albums can he also make the album? You know what I mean? So I pose the question: Can I make a a, a good rap album? And then I want to make a documentary. Uh, I, I I pose the question like you give me a good beat and I'll make a good song. So I want to once we get on that level of uh, rap blogs, rap podcasts. I want to get all the big producers in one studio. I want them to create the beats. I'll make an album and then we make it a documentary. That's what I want to do. I'm I'm posing it as a uh, as a thing. Mark my word, we're gonna do it. I'm marking it on this podcast right now. What do you think about that? <laughs> Let's set up. 
the uh, GoFundMe now, right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How sick would that be? I'll be your ghostwriter, man. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Um, so one last quick thing I guess we could talk about. Um, I don't know. I know Andy is big into the uh, discover music aspect of it, and I know that's what back-to-back stands for. Um, but uh, I don't know how in tune you are with it, with XXL. But um, do you have any people that um, – you're really hoping for on the double XL list. I'm su- I'm assuming it's coming out fairly soon. Uh, but do you do you have anybody you really want to see on there? Uh, I'd say JID. I don't know if he can qualify. I love I love JID so much. I'd say he has this guy's eleven. I haven't listened uh, to that album I yet. I need to. What? I know, right? Hey, oh man. Did I lose you? I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this whole podcast is playlist now that I, now that I know that. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But uh, definitely give that a listen. Okay. And then I'd say Jimmy Tense is pretty good. Andy put me on to him. Uh, I can't think of, like, who qualifies, though. Like, I didn't look at the list of who's, like, on the ballot. Okay. But if you said some names, I would say, like, yeah, I'd think they should get it but I, think I mean a lot of the new wave that's on XXL is kind of discredited to me because yeah. they're slowly moving towards like personalities instead of actual music which I get for popularity and you know clicks for the website reasons mm-hmm. but it also discredits their music taste because they haven't had a good list in a few years in my opinion but okay I think honestly the right, best yeah. list was Logic Cheer. I think uh, Logic, Joey Badass, Action Bronson, uh, Travis Scott might have been on that one too. Damn. Um, yeah, I think I think that, that was the best. yeah that was the best list uh, the best last Damn. list that they had. I think Chance the Rapper was on the one after that, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think some shoe ins for this year in my mind that should be at least are uh, Nav. Um, Okay. I think he'll be a shoe in. I think Saba should be a shoe in. Really liked his bucket Saba, list yeah, project. I like, I like Saba. Um, I'd like to see No Name get on there. I don't think she probably will. Um, I who else? Yeah, who? Like project. She she's really slept on. She's really slept on. Who's that? She has a good features on Chance's album No Name. Oh yeah yeah yeah. She's yeah, really she's really good. A good album. I would love, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Sylvan the Q get on. I think his time might as pa- might as might be passed, but he's one of my favorite artists right now. What's that? Does he qualify? So I don't. I don't know. I don't really get the whole qualification thing. I know, like, it's like if you have if you put out an album with a major label, then you're technically not eligible. But I remember Anderson Pack last year. He put out his album in like January with I think. I, I don't know what record label, but then after that he signed with Aftermath with Dr. Dre, but um, he was still on the list, and he's one of my favorite artists right now. Um, so I don't really get the whole oh, yeah. qualification thing, so I don't really know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. Do you have any last words that you'd like to say? Um, anything? Um, thanks for having me on. It's nice to have an intelligent rap conversation. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I always appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you. Uh, we're, 
I, I really hope we get to do this, you know, bi-weekly, uh, whenever we can. Uh, maybe we could get in the room uh, with you, me, and Isaac, maybe throw Andy in there. I'd really like to get some, uh, reach out to maybe some DJ booth people. I, I personally know someone who writes for Hot New Hip Hop, so we're going to try and get him on. Hopefully we can make this kind of a a big rap podcast with some big name people so uh um we will try and do that but really happy to have you on i'm glad to have back-to-back hip-hop and i'm glad to have true too um so yeah thank you for being on with me man no problem man thank you hell yeah all right this is uh trey lessie of the dawn of entertainment with nikki boy from back to back uh go follow go follow all of our accounts on facebook twitter soundcloud instagram all the above subscribe to our podcast on itunes go check out our websites uh big big things coming we're we're a conglomerate we're building it hop on the bandwagon and uh we'll see you next time peace